Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I read a fascinating story the other day about trees. Not the tale of the three trees, that wonderful children's book. Although if you have young friends in your life and know not the tale of three trees, you should definitely pick up a copy. No, this was the story of a young woman working for her family's lumber company. Every time a patch of the forest was harvested and the new trees were planted, her job was to monitor how the saplings would grow. And as they grew, she made certain assumptions about the relationships between each individual tree. She assumed, like so many species, that they would compete with one another. Like basketball players fighting to get the rebound, they would push and stretch and grow to get to the best patch of sky. And as the roots would search for water and minerals, they would wrestle and writhe for the best resources. But upon further inspection and research, the forester found the opposite to be true. All these trees that were of totally different species, she said, were sharing their food underground. Like if you put a food into one tree over here, it would end up in another tree, maybe 30 feet away over there. And then a third tree over here, and then a fourth tree over there, and a fifth tree over there. And it all turns out that one tree was connected to 47 other trees all around it. It was like a huge network. She also said, and this is fascinating, I find it magical. I think there is something like a nervous system in the forest. It's almost as if the forest is acting as an organism itself. Now, you may be asking yourself or your neighbor, why am I sharing this story with you? Yes, here at the Chapel of the Cross, we are blessed to worship amidst oak and magnolia, and our garden guild takes such excellent care of our grounds. But still, what does this have to do with Ash Wednesday? Isn't today a day, as Isaiah said in our first reading, a day to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Indeed, today, Ash Wednesday, as we begin the season of Lent, is a day to lament our sins and acknowledge our wretchedness. And as the ashes are smudged on our foreheads, we remember our mortality 
that we are made of dust, and someday we will return to the dust. I'm reminded of the conclusion of the funeral service when we pray to God, you only are immortal, creator and maker of mankind, and we are mortal, formed of the earth, and to earth shall we return. For so did you ordain when you created me, saying, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But I also wonder, as we wallow in the dust, if we should remember not only that we are dust, but also remember our connectedness. In the same way that the forest is connected, we too are connected to the universe. We remember that our dust is the same dust that forms the soil, is carried on the breeze, and settles in the bottom of the sea. We also remember our true selves and connect not with the facade that we post on the Instagram, but who we really are. One of my favorite parts of Ash Wednesday, and let's acknowledge the fact that it's really strange to have a favorite part of Ash Wednesday, is the imposition of ashes at St. Andrew's Lower School. Not the imposition of ashes itself, but that the clergy are always seated in directly in front of the three-year-old class. And three-year-olds are their true selves. One child of this parish, who will remain nameless, sat quiet and wide-eyed for the entire service until a massive yawn took over her entire person. Another indulged in an epic nose pick and fully investigated her findings while the bishop delivered his homily. Like those precious little ones, unfazed by the expectations of this world, remember and reconnect with yourself. More importantly, we are connected with each other, and we are especially connected with those who search, those who hunger, those who seek justice. Quoting Isaiah once again, if you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, and if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, you shall be like a watered garden. And most importantly, we are as being maids, as beings made in the image of God, and especially as those baptized into the body of Christ, we remember that we are connected to God. In this season, we are meant to clear away the clutter of our lives and reconnect with God, to reinstall God as part of our daily lives, to discern how we can deserve God in the occupations of this life, and to realize that God is all around us and to abide in God's presence. The observance of a holy Lent the self-examination and repentance, the prayer, the fasting, the self-denial, the reading and meditating on God's holy word. These tasks are not meant to be burdensome or some kind of punishment. They are vehicles and methods of walking the pilgrim way of Lent alongside our God. Wendell Berry, farmer, 
environmentalist, poet, and Kentuckian, compose these beautiful words that often come to mind on a day like today. This poem is titled, The Peace of Wild Things. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake at night at the least sound and fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds, and I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world, and I am free. I pray your Lent is a holy season, a season of repentance, a season of prayer, and a season of grace and freedom. For we are free when we are one with God, and we are one with each other. Amen.